Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Competitive Enablement Show on the Compete Network, powered by Clue, a podcast for product marketers and compete pros looking to give their companies a competitive advantage. I'm your host, Adam McQueen, and today I was joined by none other than Tracy Berry, the Director of Competitive Intelligence and Communications at Freshworks, and a regular guest, and firmly on the Mount Rushmore of Compete as well. We actually had this conversation a couple months ago at the Skip Conference in sunny Scottsdale, so make sure to watch the episode on YouTube. The interview came out awesome on video as well. There are a couple audio snags that you might hear here. But don't let that detract you from the knowledge and the awesome tips and tactics that Tracy provides in the conversation. She's a wealth of knowledge. If you haven't already seen her at some of the roundtables she's done on the Compete Network, other podcast appearances, check this one out and check out her other appearances with us. One more thing before we get into the conversation. If you haven't already, go tune in to the Blind Swatch podcast also on the Compete Network, hosted by the VP of Win-Loss at Clue, Ryan Sorley. Ryan is talking to CEOs, investors, and founders about how they're using Win-Loss Intel to make strategic decisions and uncover blind spots within their business. Ryan's already had three guests so far, one being a former CEO whose company was acquired for over $2 billion, the operating partner at a private equity investment firm, and a chief growth officer of four of the largest software companies in the world. Heavy hitter guests, awesome insights, and a wealth of knowledge. So check out the Blind Spots podcast as well on the Compete Network. With that all said, let's get into today's conversation with Tracy. Tracy oh, Berry. Thank you. Tracy, this we're in person. We're in I know, it's so much better than Zoom. So much better. I'm glad you recognized me without my headphones and glasses. This is this is so much fun. What are you most excited for for Intellicon? Oh gosh, I love the networking opportunities that Skip affords us at these Intellicon conferences, and just finally me- making new friends, meeting old friends. The face to face where it's only ever been Zoom. I missed Intellicon last year because I had to travel for work, and so for me, this is in a lot of ways, the first time back uh, after COVID. A little birdie told me, a little birdie being you, that there may or may not be karaoke as well tomorrow. Are you able to reveal or hint towards what your go-to song may be for karaoke? I can hint that the singer who made this song popular is from Canada. Justin Bieber? <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into some compete related questions. We will also get into maybe your singing history and sure. talents later on. Short but sweet. First things first. We've talked to a lot of customers and folks in compete and a thing that's coming up a lot this year is around quantifying and closing your competitive revenue gap, helping tip those neck and neck winnable deals in your team's direction. Could you tell me about a time throughout your career, either at your current stop or previous stops, where you or your team has helped tip those kind of neck and neck deals? Oh, yeah. There's um, even in my current job uh, at Freshworks, um, we are brought increasingly more into uh, the bigger deals. Um, We've created more awareness around Compete over the last year. 
Um, our team is actually called the Clue Crew, and we're known as the Clue Crew throughout the company. Um, so that's what we kind of dubbed ourselves. And so the Clue Crew has created awareness, and now we're increasingly being pulled more in, pulled in more to help win these big deals. So what does it what does it look like support for a big deal then compared to something that might be a smaller deal? How is that different from a compete perspective? Sure. So um, it's a little. <clears throat> it's a lot more tactical and in getting into the weeds, uh, really addressing the customer requirements or the customer pain points in a very real way, whereas a battle card might be a little more generic and maybe one size fits all. In the actual deal competes, we get a lot more down and dirty into uh, addressing customer needs and the competitive differentiation. So you're, you're like more hands-on on these kind of bigger, more strategic deals. Uh, are you, you or your team, is it customer facing? Like, will you be on calls? Like what kind of, what does that process look like in terms of your support? Sure. So our team actually prefers not to be customer facing. That's a whole podcast by itself, maybe. <laughs> Um, we will in a pinch, but um, it's more about enabling the go-to-market team to do their job. And so what, what does that look like right now? Um, actually creating a lot of Slack channels specific to uh, deals. So, And then there's a lot of collaboration around not only the um, logistics of the deal, but around the tactics and around the gaps that we can help fill. So you've, you've ran Compete at numerous companies. Is there something you've kind of picked up along the way where it comes to this kind of tactical deal support from when you started to where you're at now? You know, I don't think it's sustainable. I think really what you need to do is enable your go-to-market team to be self-sufficient. And I think that you, as you do that, it takes the pressure off of you as the compete team to have to continuously feed feed the uh, needs of the go-to-market team. If you can make them self-sufficient to be much more hyper aware of the competition, then you're less likely to be have to have to be pulled into these kinds of deals. What are some of the ways you make them self-efficient? How are you teaching people to fish, Tracy? Yeah, so it's not about just creating multiple battle cards and putting them up on your central command. We use Highspot. Um, and it, it, we have beautiful clue integration with Highspot. So 90% um, of our users don't even know they're in a different software tool when they're looking at their battle cards. But anyway, I digress. Um, it's about not just creating the battle cards, but constant enablement around how to use the battle cards. We're just now getting to the point after a year in with creating our compete program where we're getting in front of our go-to-market team more. Um, last week, I just did my first session in front of, you know, a thousand person go-to-market team, showing them what the competitive or compete materials were and how to find them. Next month, we're going to do a session and I'm bringing in one of our super user, super clue users, an AE, to have an interview discussion of how to use a battle card. And it's things like that where it's constant, consistent, and not just um, the monthly calls with the existing go-to-market team, but also getting in front of the new hires Another interesting piece from that research report I mentioned earlier with revenue leaders is, and I don't think this is a big surprise, but uh, the most important revenue stream for 2023 
a majority said retention. So I'm curious, Tracy, how have you in your career worked from a compete standpoint uh, to focus on retention initiatives? Yeah, so I would say that as a a year into compete at Freshworks, I could still consider us kind of a fledgling organization. So we have not focused on retention or churn um, very much at this point. But it's funny because just this morning I got a communication from a leader in the customer success team who said, hey, we need some hard hitting things for our CSMs. Can you help me out? So there's obvious, again, we're growing. Yeah, yeah. So we're in upsells and things like that. So we're, I think it's really important as, you know, especially in SaaS is that if you can't keep your customers happy, you know, it's going to impact your your reviews and your ratings and your magic quadrant positions and everything else. So customer, obviously, keeping your customers happy is huge. And Compete has a big part in that. Um, it's actually on our roadmap for next year to work um, more with the CSMs on churn and retention. Maybe it should be anti-churn that we're working on <laughs> and retention um, because it's definitely uh, a prior. It should be a priority in a compete program. Have you have you done anything before working with maybe CSMs or yeah, just working on actually that we have angle? yeah we've had um, the first thing we did that we started to do. Uh, and this was when I worked at ServiceMax. Was we started doing debriefs on successful renewals and churn so that we could better understand why you know we were losing customers or why we were able to retain them um and from there we started providing more regular compete content or access to our battle cards and crafting our battle cards better towards uh the csms um i think you know tracy's view of utopia in in battle card world is uh, and we're doing this to some extent now at Freshworks is battle cards for all your different internal personas, because what people need differs from an AE, from an SE, from a CSM, from an executive regard, you know, everybody needs, some of them need the same, some of the things can be the same, but then some of it need to be tailored to those specific personas. What, um, what would you tailor a little bit differently for CSM or someone focusing on that retention side? Yeah, I'd probably um, focus more, probably do some due diligence to understand more about what they're experiencing when it comes to objection handling or um, quick dismisses, things of that nature, how their customers are, uh, are talking about the competition, and then build out, like beef up the the quick dismisses are really the objection handling uh and tailor it more towards their needs yeah it's it's different because when a cus- like from a csm standpoint if you're dealing with a customer they've already experienced brought their hand on maybe for a year maybe two years maybe even longer in terms of being hands-on with your product so yeah. it, it engenders a different type of kind of content and depth i think is what you mentioned yeah and sometimes there's a they, they go into niggly detail about a feature function disparity or, you know, competitor, Acme competitor can do this and yours takes two extra clicks or something like that. You need to... Do you still have to elevate? To mm-hmm. Do you still have to elevate to that value side there on a CS for a CSM? Because it's, it's kind of interesting. You don't, kind of the rule of thumb is you don't want to be 
diving too much into features and function. Right. But is it is it different on the CSM side? Because they are. I think to some extent it is um, because the customer has, for the most part, already experienced your software. And like I said, they'll know, well, if, if Acme competitor demonstrated only took five clicks to do something and they know for a fact it takes 10 in your software, you know, how do you... How do you overcome that objection? I think that's just like the margins again. There's really thin margins yeah. that determine these things. Hence why Compete is important across the business, across all of these different revenue streams. I want to finish up here with something that you, myself, and our good friend Matt Koblenz chatted about actually offline about a week ago. And it was about kind of proving the impact of what you're doing and Compete to leadership, but also sort of how you communicate with them. So firstly, what are some of the ways at Freshworks or throughout your career you've proved the impact on revenue that your compete program and the work that you're doing? How, how do you communicate that to leadership? Sure. So we, um, in previous positions, and we're starting to do this now at Freshworks as well, is we're keeping track of the deals that we're actually engaged with and quantifying the success of compete based on whether we when we win that deal what the value is etc um ultimately if you've got a if you've got great crm data that's a great way to do it as well you know again in utopia world for crms there should be a box that says was compete material used in this deal um that help that helps quantify the value or the success of what the compete team is doing so it's like a consumption piece and then some level of attribution. Also, you'll be talking about this exact topic at Intellicon and at a Compete Network event in May. So right. the importance of CRM data cannot be emphasized enough. We've talked about it a ton. Um, so what about communicating with leadership, presenting that data, presenting the information? I think, again, what we talked about last week is this is something that I think Folks in Compete need coaching. They need support. It's not easy to just get up and talk to the C-suite about what you're doing and how it's impacting the business. So do you have any tips or stories from what you've done before in terms of communicating with leadership and showing this is what Compete is doing? Every C-suite is different, I think. And it, you have to be in your role for a while to understand where your C-suite is. Um, it's funny, I used to... Um, used to be certified in Myers-Briggs type indicator testing, and I could test people and help them understand what their type was, et cetera. And the reason I did that was I had a client in my CI consulting business who actually asked me to research really high level executives and different companies that the client was going to meet with to understand their communication preferences. And so I would analyze the person find out everything I could about them, and then infer the Myers-Briggs type based on everything I could learn about them. And then from there, be able to tell the customer how that um, executive preferred to be communicated to, how he processes his information, um, how he ener you know, energized himself, et cetera. And you kind of have to do a mini, that you have to kind of do that with your executive team, and it takes time to understand that. You know, do they want the details? Do they just want the pie charts? You know, do they want things pushed to them? Do they want to pull it from you? Ultimately, you want to push it to them because having it pulled is just, we've all been through that exercise. Um, so I really think you need to 
<clears throat> learn about your C-suite, and you can do that through your management and your own leadership up the line, um, and then start interacting with them. Get in, get FaceTime with them, um, and um, learn what their needs are. You know, it goes back to like the thirty and thirty interviews that I that I've talked about many times with Clue is when you talk, you should be talking to your leadership when you first start out and you under, understand better what they're looking for and what they need and how they want to consume it. Um, so that's kind of a roundabout, long-winded answer to that question. <laughs> Can you tell me your biggest win in terms of reporting to leadership or sharing that win story? Maybe it's deal or maybe it's like the impact for people. Or is there something that comes to mind of like the best interaction we had I think it was probably going to a board and and it was actually I didn't present to the board but all of our content was pre presented to the board to show uh, win rate trends and the fact that they were increasing and that was uh, kind of in tandem with the growth of the compete program really yeah. what was the response oh <laughs> I got just a gentle golf clap yeah, pretty much. I feel like you're downplaying this right now. Yeah, no, it was very well received. But, um, you know, the the kind of the risk you take is that the more you feed people, the more they want, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good problem to have, though. Yeah, it is. That is a good problem to have. Yes, absolutely. Uh, on that note, this has been so much fun, Trace. Oh, it's been fun to do it face-to-face, -face, Adam. We have to do it more often. <laughs> We got to these behind our nets clue on site potentially. Yes, in France. In France? Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. Thank you so much, Tracy. Okay, thank you. One, two, three.